Hello, welcome to the I Want to Meet Nikola Tesla podcast, episode 12. Today I have a very special guest, Jacinta Burton. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice, it's nice to see you. Um, so this, this podcast, I've been exploring health journeys and i've brought you on today um because you were there uh from the start of my of my of my health journey where it kind of uh, started badly and it's it's a bit of a blur for me um and i think sometimes it's it's better if uh we can get someone else's perspective and that's what you're here uh for today to give me your perspective on my health journey and my and my transformation so um i'm gonna hand it over to you okay well um i'll probably preface this by saying that i wasn't there at the very start um i think that i came to be aware that something was wrong um when you didn't arrive for your exams in year 12, but it actually started a little bit before that, didn't it? Probably, yeah. Probably the first symptoms. Um, So, although we were friends, I didn't know that you were sick. Um, And it wasn't until we began hanging out outside of school and after exams and things. So what was that like? January, February, 2011? Yes. Probably. Um, and uh, at that point, you you didn't know or you didn't have a diagnosis, did you? No. Because it was very up in the air. Um, I remember that when we were hanging out, you'd be going to and from doctor's appointments, um, not overly sociable. Um, yeah. And um, I, I will admit it was pretty confronting to see the change in you in six months. Um, I remember at that point in time, you were really frail, um, very skinny, um, lost your appetite, weren't as sociable, um, very much a homebody. Yeah, but it wasn't until maybe because we started going out in March and I don't think, I, I still don't think you'd said the word Crohn's disease to me at that point, but it was probably July maybe right before you went away um, on your Europe trip. Yeah. It's you, all coming back yeah. to me. So it's all a blur yeah. for me. So you're, it's all you're... coming back to me too. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like, yeah, it would have been around June, July, where you actually finally opened up um, about your diagnosis. And, and obviously, I was very um, concerned and did my own research and realised how serious it was. Um, and I, I didn't really think you should be going to Europe, but I knew that because you'd had to defer from uni, um, because you weren't very well, that that was something that you needed. Um, and having missed out socially, I think it was really important that you took that time, you know, for a Europe trip with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, 
and and then when I met up with you in Greece in November, um, you still weren't very well then either. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was interesting to watch. So I think um, you very much started on you know like your steroids and like the prednisolone and um, the sulfasalazine and everything. And then when you got into the hard drugs, do you remember when? Um, you started your immunosuppressants and I went to visit you at the hospital. I think that would have been the following year. Yeah. So that's 2012. Uh, I, I honestly, I can't remember the, the timelines. It's all just like one big blur for me. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, it could was... be. So yeah, you're talking about like the, the biological drugs. They go by the name. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember coming to visit you at the hospital at that point um because the obviously the steroids were not working and you were still very ill um and you were you were very concerned about taking those do you remember the conversation we had the day before yeah well i mean i i, I think it was like i didn't like the idea of uh it's because they're like an IV sort of uh, procedure. And mm. that, yeah. that, that for me was a pretty big deal um, because mm. I hadn't spent much time in hospitals, literally never spent, even to this day, I've never spent overnight in a hospital and considering mm. all, the, all, the, all the health issues I've had. Well, actually, I consider myself lucky compared to some of the stories I've even heard. But like, yeah, so that was like, probably full on for me and I was kind of like yeah I think I was also worried I was kind of like I felt like I did research and I and I was kind of worried like I was I think the other part of the anxiety was like oh well, what if this drug doesn't work then then what happens mm -hmm. to me yeah. mm. because you were really sick and it was really detrimental to your life like I remember thinking how restrictive it was the fact that like you weren't able to do all of those things that are almost i was just in know, a lot of pain a rite of passage i couldn't yeah, really function yeah i couldn't yeah and like especially at that age drinking is a big part of the culture i couldn't i couldn't going out clubbing i couldn't really just, do any 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 of that stuff and like you know i i like I don't know. I see a silver lining to it now, but I think at the time when you're that age and you're kind of like, you don't even have the option. It, it's kind of mm. like a big deal. And the fact that it kind of like crept up on me, it wasn't like something like I was like, I don't know. It wasn't like something through all of high school or something like I was like, yeah. I had a, a thing. It was literally something that came right at the end. Like when you're like, oh, you know, and I, I wasn't, like, I was kind of looking forward to some of it, like, you know, finishing school. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of like leave this experience. Yeah. Not, not, not just that, but just like sort of, I was ready for the next step. I remember. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know how much of that was um, probably towards the end of it, probably clouded with being unwell. Yeah. I, th I think majority of it was to be honest yeah, that's why when we when we do talk about our high school experiences i always like i always for me it's not like i think because i ended it with a sour taste in my mouth i um I, I i don't look back at it with too much um 
uh, glossy eyes, maybe is one way to put it. No, you're certainly not wearing rose-coloured glasses. Rose-coloured, that's what I was looking for, thank you. When you reflect on high school. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's when that's the story of how I started my medications. And then I started those medications. They're called, uh, I, I don't know, is there's, they're called Infliximab or, or some, the trade name Remicade. And then, yeah. and then, yeah, that, like, I, I'm not, I'm not, like, I managed to then be able to function and get a job and go and, like, live in the world uh, after that. Um, and, yeah, that, that was something. And then I took that every eight weeks. And that, that's sort of like, thank you. Thank you for coming on and, like, explaining that story. Because, like, that's, that's the first time I've been able to, like, explain it publicly and because like it's all blurry for me and all the dates are sort of blurry but i think that's like even if it's not perfect that's a that's a pretty good timeline yeah i i remember i feel like the infliximab did start in 2012 because i i remember that i specifically remember the steroids not working for you at all um like not providing any relief and doing more harm than good mm. um I think the high the high doses of prednisone were probably the worst, like the sleeplessness and the um, and that sort of like the side effects actually outweighed what you were already experiencing. I think from memory. Yeah, that was uh, that was not that was not uh, a pleasant that was not a pleasant time in my life, and I think it's no. uh, it might be why I. Um, I, I think I've like, I don't know, subconsciously or something. It's all just like kind of like a blur to me. I can't like, I can't like really, um, I, I, I'm not, it's hard for me to like, I feel like timelines and stuff. I don't know. I feel like I'd have to start looking, see if I have any documents or if I have anything of like things that happened for me to like form a timeline. So you, you really helped me get that get that um story out and then yeah that that time was kind of like the foundation for our relationship wasn't it and yeah it was that, that was that was something that you mentioned to me earlier today that you wanted to you wanted to sort of talk about relationships and like um yeah i'll let you go it looks like you've got something to say well um I was going to say just on that last point that um, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if you had some form of like mild PTSD from your experience. Cause it was pretty traumatic and it was, it was traumatic for those around you as well. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if you have actually just mentally blocked it out. Um, Probably. Cause I don't know how, I don't know how, fully conscious you were of everything that was happening at the time like it was just you were so depleted um, um I, I have multiple memories hey um I, I i i remember like it's sort of like i remember some snaps snapshots of certain events and just certain days but like mm -hmm. a lot of the and just certain feelings um and it's kind of like coming back to me now, especially, but like overall, um, 
it's all kind of like a blur of those snapshots and memories. I'm just sort of thinking of like the the feelings of pain, like the 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 social, the anxiety because you can't do anything. Mm. Um, it's just like it's 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 a horror story. Um, and yeah, like. I don't know, like, uh, I, I don't know where to start and where to, where to end with it. It's just kind of like, it was just a shit time. It's probably mm. the best way to explain it. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. It's pretty horrific. I think it's kind of therapeutic to talk about it now. Um, because it's kind of like helping me like look at it now. Um, because I think, like, I agree with you. Like, it probably is a form of PTSD, and it's probably is repressed. I, I believe so. And it probably, yeah. it probably is, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, and then that probably, that probably, you know, I've, you know, yeah, that that goes back to like how I was, I was saying. I, I don't look at that. Just that whole time of my life. Mm with rose tinted glasses and then like I can I can find other things to blame for it I can sort of say oh high school was terrible because you know that that's when that that all started so like um but you know I don't know I don't know what one cause is and frankly it doesn't it doesn't even matter because it kind of just is what it is um what do you think prompted your first flare I have absolutely no idea. Like I could guess like that my diet wasn't great. I could guess that I was probably under stress because of like, you know, that being like your 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 end of year high school exams that determines the rest of your life and everything's at stake. So um, You certainly were putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Yeah, I was. At that time. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So that 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 might have uh that might have something to do with it. Um, and yeah, you know, it could have just sort of spiraled, you know, a combination of stress. Maybe I don't, I don't remember what I was eating, but I don't think it was, um, I don't think it was. It was probably a was typical 17 year old's diet. I remember I used to, I remember, I remember orange juice in the morning. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was very rushed, like breakfast. I remember like not having a lot of energy when I woke up. Um, was not excited for the day to start. I'd sleep in as much as possible. I remember I used to have a friend that used to try and get me to rock up to uh, like a morning fitness class. Fitness that started, class, yeah. Started at like, what, 6.30 or something? And like, I never made it. I never made it. No. Set my alarm for like whatever time in the morning and I just... I couldn't get up. I couldn't do it. Um, it probably means that I was had had a lack of energy. Um, looking back, and I was just sort of like, I think I was probably just pushing myself. Um, mm. And there was probably a lot of pushing myself, a lot of stressing about things, and there was probably a lot of not eating good food. Yeah. So a combination of things. Mm. Mm -hmm. un un unhealthy. It was not healthy. Um, no. 
yeah and like but that that feels like it's all like a lifetime ago and now i'm now i'm sort of unpacking it a little bit bit by bit i'm sort of thinking about well yeah it was a decade ago what yeah a decade ago yeah i was i was a i was a completely different person and like yeah just unpacking some of that what what may have been the cause what may i i don't know because yeah recently on this podcast i've been very fascinated with other people's health transformations so i just thought it would be good to like maybe try and get to the bottom of mine by having someone who's really who was really close to me at the time and still is sort of give me their perspective so yeah thank you very much i i appreciate that and how how do you think how do you think i i I sort of, how do you think it all affected me? Because I think I remember even for a while, I've been sort of like, um, I've been sort of like, even, even after, even after the medication and sort of stuff, like I still remember for a while, I used to get up in the morning and sometimes when you were there, when I would get up in the morning, I would, I would be like, I would be like, I can't remember what I said, but I wasn't very happy that the day was You would say, (laughs) (laughs) you used to wake up and you would say oh fuck yeah that was was your first that was the first thing I heard in the morning yeah like I couldn't have been more the opposite do you know what I mean yeah yeah I know but now (laughs) now I'm now I'm not like that like now like especially now I'll get up and like I don't know when the gyms were open I'd be getting up and going to the gym (laughs) in the past year like um and I, I don't know, I think it's got to do with diet. Um, um, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's been a change in me, but it's kind of like, um, it, it, it's, I'm just looking back at how, how some stuff, you know, throughout my sort of, uh, throughout my journey, some stuff didn't change. I mean, just like, I used to not like getting up for school in the morning, like even after I got better, I, I, I used to still not, um like getting up and like that that whole idea of getting up in the morning to me i think that can be like a very multi-dimensional issue i think it's got to do with yeah probably your diet probably like how you're treating yourself and it's probably also like how like whatever you're doing however excited you are however like maybe um maybe how maybe how like maybe however passionate you are or however in balance you are with all the things in your life. Um, and if they're not in balance, if they're not good, like they haven't been for me in the past, um, you, 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 you're not, you wake up and you're kind of like, Oh, like, like what did I used to say? I've forgotten already. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Cause you, you um. know, that's a person that doesn't want to deal with, uh, that doesn't like, yeah yeah <laughs> and just like um, doesn't see a solution like and like i'm a person like i haven't been on antidepressants or anything but it's mm-hmm. just kind of like how it's just kind of like the ups and downs i've had um and that was probably when i wasn't even in in that much pain um so no you weren't yeah. um to my knowledge um, I think that exercise has made a really big difference for you, though. 
Yeah. Exercise, Since I love began. exercise. Specifically running. Yeah. Running, I think, is, is the form of exercise that benefits you the most. Um, that's probably where I saw the biggest change, when that became part of your daily, weekly routine. Yeah. Um, probably the biggest difference in your mood. Yeah. Um, run it, running's great. I've been doing it, uh, especially now since my gym has closed. I've been um, been doing a lot of running, um, so that's that's been real fun. Um, yeah, um, I feel like uh, we've really uh, we've really sort of like covered my sort of story. That's sort of like because I've been sort of covering that sort of like my story like that. And then I was sort of on those drugs up until um, like the beginning of 2019 where I decided to take another path um, with diet. And like, that's kind of like my story. So like, and that's like a huge, a huge like portion of my life, especially like the, the last mm. decade. It's, it's massive. And then like the last year has been like, um, very very different and like obviously i'm not i'm not trying to tell anyone don't don't follow me don't do what i did i think you should definitely um stick to your doctor and like uh and like yeah don't don't be reckless um but it's more so like uh, uh i'm just trying to tell people they've got other options and it's like also partly why i've been interested in talking to other people who have come to um who have been dealing with other issues in their health like maybe being overweight mm. or dealing with other types of pain um and a couple of times i i have been trying to like sort of uh tell my story a bit more but it's always it's always been like i don't know i don't know where to start i don't know where to finish i don't know how and so i really um i really appreciate that you sort of help me unpackage that but I don't know how you feel but like even even then it feels like there's so much more maybe in there between. is so much more I was I was just yeah. thinking that I was thinking that um I probably in my overview didn't really do the situation justice um well it's, it's it hard pretty you traumatic. know I, I struggle too as well. So it's just like, I, I and then I'm like, I, I, I don't know where, I don't know which pieces to sort of like pick apart. So that's why, that's why I've invited you to, to help me because I think you've probably been there for like every step of the way. Yeah. Um, um, and like, how much, I think, how much, how did much, you, how much did you weigh at your worst? How much did you weigh? I don't know. Like, that's the thing. See, that's part of my, I think that's all part of my PTSD. I could dig up some photos of when I was like, really like. Because unwell. I feel like that's what's most striking I, I to me. I remember. Is how, how thin you were. Yeah. I remember like, I, I, there's photos of me where I look like, like I've been in a concentration camp, like, um, just really skinny and frail. And you can see my body language is not like up there um mm. it was just like yeah it was just terrible you know um and yeah i was just gonna 
I was just going to ask how, how, how was it for you? Like being in a relationship with someone who's like going through all this sort of stuff. It's sort of like, there's not much like, I don't know. You feel sort of like, how do you feel? I don't know. Um, well, I mean, it certainly wasn't like I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Do you know what I mean? Like when I, when I started seeing you, you were very sick. Um, but I don't know, you, you, you weren't a shell of a person. Do you know what I mean? Like you, um, you were quite obviously very unwell, um, but you still had like your person, like your wild personality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Particularly when you were like 17, 18, Mm. um, just, yeah. Um, but it was, it was probably pretty difficult for me as a 17 year old extrovert to, um, sort of balance a relationship with someone who was not really in a position to go out and socialize. Mm. Um, wasn't very interested. Wait, not, well, you just, you really couldn't. Like mm. you didn't have the energy there was a, for there it. Was, there was a time. Um, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't comfortable. Yeah. Um, and I I entirely understood that. Do you remember how much time we spent just in your car? Like, mm. Do you remember? Yeah, um, I remember. And I remember. at your house. Yeah. Yeah. Majority of the time, I would say, that's where we were. Um, yeah. Because it wasn't a thing, I, I don't know if you felt uncomfortable being in public or like it was just like a, you I weren't in the mood for socialising or didn't have the energy. Yeah, it might be related to, yeah. And it's kind of like, I think, I think it's just kind of like, you know, maybe I didn't look so sick on the surface. I think I did look sick, but maybe you sometimes did. it wasn't totally obvious. Um. I'm just sort of thinking about other where other people have illnesses. Maybe it's more obvious, but like, and then I don't know, something comes up and you can't eat or something or something. And then you mm. just, you have to, you have ex- to explain I remember, yourself. I remember that being pretty taxing. Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a whole part of me that feels like, um, I don't want to like dwell on it or like, you know, maybe that's related to why I have like, forgotten about it so much because there's a part of me that doesn't want to think about it there's a part of me that's like kind of like it's just like you know it's the past it's like or maybe there's another part of me that thinks like oh i'm telling a sob story um you know what i mean i'm just i'm just sort of explaining like there's this part of me that maybe has like why i haven't explored it as much um and like how i'm uh exploring it now with you you know yeah i also um i also wonder have you talked at all about the fact that this is the not the the first time that you've experimented with diet in a bid to yeah control your symptoms i have um and i also have pointed out when i started the infliximab um treatment that was also around the same time when i started like experimenting with like low carb, low, low sugar, 
Yeah, yeah. It came inspired from this book. It was called the mm. Breaking the Vicious Cycle, and that that they that that book recommended like low carbs, like pretty much no sugar. Like I remember yogurt and stuff, mm. and like um but it, that didn't do it for me it, it like it did i'm not saying it didn't do it actually because i can't say because i actually there's no control i have like because that was um that was um that was when i did that i can't say i don't know exactly what helped that or the um or the medication but i remember ever since i started that i also like i was also pretty for pretty much the rest of up to 2019, I always rem remained sort of semi-strict with my diet. I would kind of eat anything, but I'd always, I would always be pretty careful. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mm -hmm. eat too, too much. And that maybe that's why it wasn't so hard for me to skip onto carnivore and like eat just meat. Um, because I've been talking to some of these crazy carnivore people on the podcast and I keep saying how, Hey, for the average person, the idea of just eating meat for even a month is pretty radical, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, that's radical. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and you certainly have a lot of willpower when it comes to diet and you're not easily tempted by different I, foods. I don't know why that comes from. Maybe it's from like a... Like it comes from like I, I I remember feeling like all this pain and like from eating certain foods and I was just never sure what and then I'll just have all this anxiety and then I just after reading that book and like I would always avoid carbs and sort of things but not like completely just try and like minimize them um, yeah it's crazy how much like a big part food has like an impact on our emotions if you think about it. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, and then this, you just brought up gluten free and it's kind of, I've talked about that before. And that was like, so in like 2012, 2013 or whatever, that was before gluten free yeah. was a cool thing. Um, before, <laughs> I heard before, of the game. before gluten free, before they had an aisle dedicated to gluten free, yeah. before they had yeah. all these gluten free things. So yeah, I was trying in to Australia try. at least. Well, yeah, but I think it was kind of like, I think it's kind of like all over the world um, as well. I don't know if anywhere was like, had real, it, I think it was just like an emerging sort of trend or whatever. Like, you know, diets are very, like, they come and go, don't they? Trends. Um, so I think that was like before the gluten-free sort of thing. And I remember that's what I was, I was sort of trying that. Um, and I, I sort of, I, I really... Like my whole experience with gluten free was is it maybe helped at the time while I was um while I was um when I was early in the gluten free because that at the time when I was doing it being gluten free meant like there was no gluten free alternative mm. bread there was no gluten free uh desserts that they have now and all that sort of thing so that means just like if I went gluten free that basically meant like I couldn't eat a lot of carbs and sugars. So maybe that, because I was doing it then, that helped. But then as gluten-free um, became so popular and trendy, you, you know, now you can go and you can get gluten-free, you name it, there's a gluten-free version mm. of it. And like, it's just yeah. kind of like, it's still the same bad sort of junk food. Like you can get gluten-free pizzas from Domino's. Like, 
but it's just like <laughs> it's like you can't say that just because you're gluten free i think you're like being healthy anymore you know maybe i could have said that at yeah. the time when i started it um but that certainly um didn't think so i kind of like yeah i kind of started with this sort of like low carb sort of diet from the break breaking mm. the vicious cycle and then and then i wasn't sure it was kind of like did the medication help did the did the diet help? We don't know. And then, you know, you're feeling a bit better. So you start experimenting with other foods. And then, you know, sometimes I'd see sort of like the Crohn's symptoms of like, you know, sometimes you'd feel bloated. Sometimes you'd get yeah. cramps. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you'd see some, like the worst one is like seeing blood in your poo. Like that's just the mm. most terrifying thing. Um, and like, and then, you know, it's kind of like, you just, you just play this game with certain food, you develop kind of like an intuition. And then it's kind of like, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been okay for a long time. Um, and then after a while, I, I just sort of felt like, um, I just sort of felt like some, something isn't right. Something, something isn't right here with all this sort of stuff. Um, something just didn't add up. Um, and yeah, that's when I, that's when I went down to the carnivore path and I, I haven't looked back and that's, um, that's probably like the best, um, the best explanation, but I still, I, I still feel like there's more, there's more, there's more to unpack with like my, my whole story, how, how it's maybe affected me in terms of like, um, who I am today in the sense that maybe, maybe, you know, it's affected me that like I, I learned to spend time with myself from like over 10 years ago and like how to, how to like, uh, how, how to, and maybe that's affected the way I think. So maybe there's some silver linings to like whatever happened to me and like the path it's put me on. I certainly think there are. Um, I mean, do you not think that you would have been an entirely different person had it not been for that experience? Definitely, 100%. Because when you first began experiencing symptoms, you were very... Extremely ambitious and had a lot of you put a lot of pressure on yourself yes um, that's a good way to put it and then i remember when um, i got sick and i realized that i had no control i just stopped caring mm, about everything and yeah that, i think that yeah. had a prof that had a profound effect on my personality and maybe my energy mm -hmm. um yeah i i can't really articulate the way in which you changed but you all yeah you almost sort of surrendered to what was happening to you um and i guess learnt that you you did you had very little control um and to just sort of enjoy life yeah i think um and i don't think that was any more evident than when you decided to take a year off from uni even though you did get into uwa and you got into the course you wanted um you still decided to take the year off and and go on your euro trip and then you came back and you you got a job and you you didn't 
you were still dedicated to your study, but it wasn't this sort of obsessive, like, diligence that you had before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that and that definitely sort of created the further I went. It sort of. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's another. That, that, that's another. That's another story. I think. Um, the further down the uni path you got, just, just not not going well. <laughs> <laughs> the less enthusiastic I was. But I feel to the like... point where when I had to do like a pros and cons on a whiteboard of you actually like. Yeah, of dropping out. Finishing your unit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild to think that that change happened in, in just a matter of years. Mm. Do you remember you used to stay back after school and sometimes not catch the bus with us because you'd be going to chemistry clubs and, like, after school. Yeah. Things like that. Like, you were so... I think I viewed it as like a game that I could beat because I kind of remember that that's like I was really into video games before like those final years of school that were like um, uh, that were like you know you know the final showdown and I don't call it the final countdown or whatever you want to call it that's like so much pressure on it or whatever and like and then yeah. I remember I stopped I stopped playing video games and then I think that sort of competitive maybe went into like I viewed maybe these classes and these subjects as like a high score to achieve on, you know? Um, and yeah, maybe, maybe that wasn't, that probably wasn't healthy. Um, uh, I think the degree to which you were doing it wasn't healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, clearly, clearly, because. I wanted to touch on the. played a big part. I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to sort of unpack this idea of me, like having this attitude of like not being in control. Because um, it's actually something that I've been thinking about a lot in a different way. But just this whole idea of like, taking the pressure off ourselves, of things that we're not really in control of. Like, it's a uh, it's so liberating. And I think I remember when I did that, then it really like letting go of that stress. It almost like opened up all these other avenues and maybe all these, all these other things in my life. Mm. And I think, yeah, that that's like super important. I think whenever you can do that, but it's like, it's like, it's hard to remind ourselves and maybe you know, maybe we can't really actually do that until something happens to us. So, um, so whatever serious or in, like impactful that it's kind of like, uh, like you realize, holy shit, there's really nothing else. Uh, there's nothing I can control about what's going on. Yeah. Mm. That's, um, yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that changing my um my personality when I when I sort of went from like trying to be I guess like a bit of a control freak and like being like I'm gonna do this and that no matter what and like to to just being like maybe going with the flow a bit more. Yeah, you certainly decided to go with the flow. Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but I think maybe there's like, maybe we can, we can have a balance of like going with the flow and like having goals that we, we work towards. Mm. I think so. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, to a degree, I think you should go with the flow, but yeah, not always. Not always. Um, yeah, I Sometimes think... you put yourself out there and actually go after the things that you want. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're always going to face roadblocks one way or another whenever we set ourselves up on, like, a big... Um, set ourselves on some big journey for some big goal, aren't we? And... Um, it's kind of like how you how you deal with it says a lot about you, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think like I, I'm not sure. Is there anything like if you're sort of looking at that whole period of my life as like an, an omniscient outside third person observer? Is there anything more while while it's out? while it's out here on public display for the whole world to see. Is, oh no, that's that. <laughs> um, is there anything else that we could sort of like pick apart? Um, um, Not really, no. I think... Because I'm pretty happy with it. Of, not, not that I can think of right now, but I think... Um, I think you were very resilient. Yeah. Just, just like, thinking it. Because we haven't actually talked about that period of time in a no, long we, time. We haven't, have we? Um, no. Which is why I feel like I'm like forgetting bits and missing things and mm. um but yeah no it showed a lot of resilience. Um because it was it was petrifying. Mm. Like it must have been so scary for you. Um yeah, yeah it was like I, I don't know yeah I, I feel like I don't know, I don't know where to go where I'm um, unpacking it all, but I think, I think we've done it justice and it's part of like... I, I don't think I have. I, I feel like, I feel like I'll stop and I'll be like, I should have said that or remember when the end, I feel like that's important to know. No, 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 you, you, but like, it's kind of like, it's not about giving the perfect summary. I think you've, uh, you've, you've done it justice in the sense that you've, you've given us, you've helped me explore the story, which is, um, which is what's important for like, um, kind of going forward, kind of like how, like, cause now I'm sort of exploring some other people's health transformations and health journeys. And I kind of really just wanted to like dig into my one and, and get it out there. And I, I couldn't really think of a of of a better person to help me do that. So, really appreciate. Probably that. your mum. 
Yeah, well, that, that's <laughs> another person. Might have to get her on the podcast as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's that's a good that's a good suggestion. Just I'll just get my whole family on the podcast at this point. <laughs> Have a debrief about 2011. Yeah. What are you? But yeah. No, thank you. Um. Yeah. Is there is there anything else you wanted to share? I guess I wanted to ask you. What, you know, a decade on, what you think about your diagnosis? Do. You, do you believe you still have Crohn's disease? Do you think you ever had Crohn's disease? Um, do you think there's a possibility you'll flare again? And if you do, um, do you see yourself seeking the sort of help you saw before? Mm, it's all very interesting questions. Hey, um, and it's like, I, I don't know the answer to any of those questions. Um, I can say for the fact that like, it's like one doctor gave me the diagnosis and then no one ever questioned that. Um, so that's one question that you answered. Like where you said, do you think I, my diagnosis was Crohn's? So like, you know, that's what someone wrote on a piece of paper and then no one questioned it. Um, do do I know? I mean, I'm I'm not like a medical sort of expert. I, I I can say, as far as I'm concerned, my understanding of a diagnosis is like certain symptoms, right? Um, I, I don't know how they form a diagnosis like of this kind, and like, I mean, to do it, you need to you need to have like a uh, you need to spend some time and in, in, in you need to be qualified is what I'm trying to say. So like, I don't think I can really comment much on it. Um, I don't know what much more to say about it, but like that, that that's just sort of like the facts. Um, it's a really good question, by the way. Thank you. Um, I, I, sometimes I refer to it as like, I don't even say Crohn's. I kind of just say it, it was an irritable bowel disease um because that's sort of like that's the umbrella term for a lot of those like diagnoses yeah. um and the next question was like how do i i can't i can't remember the next question was it like how do i feel like now or like i guess because i know the last having, question was was like am i afraid of like if I'll get like a flare up or if I'll have an episode again. And if, if that happens, what will I do? Right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there was, I just feel like I'm not missing a question in between that. That's sort of like how it was split. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm, I, what I can say about that is, is like, I feel more, I feel healthier and stronger than I ever have. And I feel like I'm listening to my body a lot more. So I can tell, like even maybe an example, cause I've been pretty strict with my carnivore diet for a year now. And it's only in the past couple of months that I've started to introduce 
something here and there. So maybe like in the past couple of months, I've had a donut here or there. Maybe I've been drinking a bit more alcohol sometimes. And it's just like from doing that, I've, I can, it's almost like I can feel like I can, I can listen to my body the next morning and like listen to what it's telling me from what I've after taking that in. And then that, that makes me a lot conscious. So from that ability to listen to my body, I feel like just more, that gives me confidence into like, to know where, where I'm headed. And like, if I feel like maybe I'm going downhill, I feel now more confident that I can then take precautionary measures to like get that on, on track early. So that, that, that's what, that's what gives me confidence. And that's why I don't, I don't have that fear um, of like, Oh, but what would I do if, if things go wrong? Cause this is like, you know, I am diagnosed yeah, with like a chronic condition, but I don't, I don't, I don't so much think about that um, diagnosis so much. So it's interesting that you brought up that question because it's just like, for me, it's kind of like someone wrote down on a piece of paper that diagnosis 10 years ago. And like, I'm just like, okay, that's, that's that. And a lot of people have then just, no one's really questioned it. And it's interesting that you bring that up because that was part of the anxiety I had to transition to a carnivore diet was I was like, what if this goes wrong? Am I supposed to go back to these people who have helped me before and be like, I've stuffed this up, like help fix me now. Um, So there was a little bit of fear there, but my, that itch in my brain that something wasn't right was too strong for me not to scratch. So does that answer the question? It does. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that was a really good question, by the way. Um, You're welcome. Mum would hope so. That's sort of my gig. Yeah, award-winning journalist. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you. Like... I feel like we've really we've we've done really well here. We've really um tackled the crimes topic. We we've really have tackled my personal story <laughs> really well and um and we've uh yeah, you've given me some tough questions and you've given me a great um summary and yeah, I, I really want to I really want to I really want to thank you for coming on and sharing, helping me get to the bottom of it. Um, you get the last word. If there's anything that you would like to say or add, um, please do. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Jacinta Burton. Well, I don't always agree with the way that you go about things. Um, I think that it's very admirable that um, you chose to take your health into your own hands. Um, even if I don't necessarily, uh, live by or abide by the carnivore diet myself. Um, I think what you're doing is, is, is really admirable. And, um, given where you came from, where you started, um, I'm really proud of you.